Hi, and welcome to Under the Stairs, a Harry Potter podcast. Today's episode is going to be episode two in the series of going through the first book and discussing the, you know, the different things happening around in the chapters and of that kind of sorts. So we're going to be starting out with The Vanishing Glass, which is chapter two of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, possibly one of the most important chapters of the entire book. Because this is kind of where we first learn that Harry's a little, he's a little bit odd. So we start off with chapter two with nearly ten years passing. So Harry's about almost eleven. And then every day a young man turns eleven now, is it? Hey! If you don't know, that's, that's Hagrid. But anyway, we wake up, you know, Harry's there, he's asleep. But Aunt Petunia in her shrill voice is the first noise of the day. Up! Get up! Now! So he wakes up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Up! She screeched. So he lives under the stairs in a cupboard, which is, you know, title of this podcast, if you weren't aware. So he gets up, you know, it's Dudley's birthday. He's like, oh, God, I have to go through this again. Dudley's, you know, classic. How many are there? 36. Counted them myself. 36, but last year, last year, I had 37. Yes, but some of these are a little bit bigger than last year. I don't care how big they are. See, no, no problem. When we go out, we're going to buy two new presents. How's that, pumpkin? Amazing scene that really just shows you how much of a twat Dudley is. Absolute full-blown wanker. So Harry apparently is gets up and a couple spiders fall out of on him. And he's used to spiders because, you know, he slept under the stairs and it's full of them. But if it was Ron, he probably would not have liked this at all. So one of the reasons that we know Harry can fit into this cupboard at such a large age is the fact that he's very small and skinny. Daniel Radcliffe in real life is like... 5'6". No, he's like 5'4", I think. Or 5'5". Five, five. But apparently, Harry's like, you know, probably like 5 feet tall and probably weighs like 80 pounds because he's a little baby and he wears all of Dudley's old clothes. So he dresses like a bisexual 20-year-old man. You know, really skinny, huge clothes. But, I digress. He has a thin face, knobbly knees, black hair, and bright green eyes. And he wore round glasses held together with a lot of tape because of all the times Dudley had punched him in the face. <clears throat> so, and then we get, a, we get a, a snap back to the lightning scar. He has the lightning scar on his forehead. Not a map of London, unfortunately. So, and he's always like, where did I get it? And he's like... In a car crash when your parents died, Aunt Petunia said, and don't ask questions. Hmm. <clears throat> so, let me turn, learn about Harry's hair. It must be magic hair as well, because he says every time he gets a haircut, it seems like he doesn't even doesn't even come back looking like his hair was cussed. So, there's nothing really he could do. And then, <clears throat> Mrs. Fig is supposed to take Harry 
babysit him, whatever, you know, how it is. And she break her she broke I think she broke her leg. Is she had the flu? I'm pretty sure she has the flu. Hmm. Ah uh, yes, she did break her leg. And Harry's like, heck yeah, I don't have to look at Tibble, Snowy, Mr. Paws, or Tuffy again for a whole year and <clears throat> eventually blah 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 he gets to go to the zoo and we get to the zoo and there's a big ass boa constrictor and then it's from brazil but then it's bred in captivity and then the snake has never been to brazil and you know he wants to go so harry's like you know what i will send you to brazil and then boom snake goes to brazil slithers away it goes brazil here i come and it goes there and there he gets in a bunch of trouble because Dudley somehow falls into the tank like an idiot. And then the glass gets resealed and he's he's an exhibit. He becomes the living monkey of the zoo. So, with that in mind, basically Harry gets in a huge lump of trouble. And he has to stay in his cupboard from Christmas. No, it's summer holidays. But it's funny because that's the first time we also hear that Harry knows Parseltongue. So that's a very interesting tidbit from this chapter that the fact that he can, he just learns, he just doesn't even know that he's doing it. And it doesn't, it doesn't become like a topic of conversation until the second book, which is pretty cool that like the fact that she thought like J.K. Rowling thought that oh he's this uh, this is a useful bit of information that'll help us later kind of thing so it's very cool to know that the language was thought of all the way back then and not just oh magical kids can talk to animals it's no big deal no harry can because he's a holcrux because there's a piece of voldemort inside him and because voldemort can talk to snakes so bada bing bada boom that's how it works so the central summary of this chapter is we find out that Harry is a little bit odder <clears throat> than just a normal boy with all the weird stuff he does on a daily basis, you know, how he's constantly growing his hair and he's jumping off roofs of buildings and whatnot and we just we get an inkling that he there's something fishy going on when it comes to him exclusively. And we learn about his home life and how it's completely terrible. And that makes us feel more sympathy for him. And gets us in line for the next chapter. Which is... The Keeper... Oh, no. Letters from No One. Ooh. Yes. Letters from No One is only a couple pages long as well. So, I think for the next episode... I'm just going to cover Keeper of Keys, and we'll finish Letters from No One right here today. So, <clears throat> the escape from the boa constrictor earned Harry his longest ever punishment. This is the start of Letters from No One. By the time he was allowed out of his cupboard again, the summer holidays had started, and Dudley already broke all of his gifts almost. He also ran over Mrs. Fig with his racing bike while she was walking across with her rocker because you know her leg was broken from 
in the last chapter. I guess she still didn't get her cast off, which is weird because, you know, Mrs. Fig's a squib, so it's kind of odd that she broke her leg and just couldn't heal it with some Skelligro or something. Or just like a... I know she's a squib, but she could have been like... She could have just threw, thrown some, uh, some powder into the fire and been like, hey, someone want to come do a healing charm? Or she could have went to St. Mungo's in London and been like, brah, I broke my leg. Doing a pisky, you know? Like Luna when she fixed Harry's broken nose. Like, fixed my, fixed my leg. So... Dudley's gang is constantly visiting the house and they're all big and stupid and they have this game called Harry Hunting where they hunt down Harry and I guess they beat the crap out of him or something. Which is kind of funny. Boss. So. Then Harry gets this crazy letter that's been addressed directly to him for Mr. Harry Potter covered under the stairs. So. He gets that letter, and Vernon's, and everyone in the house freaks out, and they're like, Dudley's like, why is everyone so interested in that letter? And then Harry's like, I don't know, but I want one. So he, the letter comes the next day as well, and then they rip it up, and then the next day it comes, and they rip it up, and Harry waits down at the door, and they rip it up, and then they start getting smuggled in through milk jars and eggs. The letters, the letters, the letters. We know the, the letters says, of course, it's a Hogwarts acceptance letter. And then, bum, bum, boom. Vernon finally has enough. And he's just like, you know what? I'm taking us on a trip. We're going to go on to this rock on the middle of the ocean. And then they wait in a motel because, you know, they're in a motel at first. And then, like, the guy who owns the motel is like... Which one of you is Mr. Harry Potter? I got a hundred letters up here addressed to your name. And then Vernon's just like, no. And he buys a gun and they go move out onto a rock in the middle of the ocean. And what do you know? Someone brings a letter and we know who that is. It's Hagrid. So nothing really extensively cool happens in this chapter. It's kind of just like a short little chapter where it's just the letter and, you know, we learn that Harry that the Dursleys know something about Harry that he doesn't know about himself. And he's like, what the heck? And it's his birthday. As soon as he turns his birthday, you know, 11 years old, Hagrid pounds down the door and bends Uncle Vernon's gun. But we're not going to get into that because I don't want to ruin the next chapter. So, got to keep some content, you know. These episodes are only about 10 minutes long for a reason. So... They get onto the rock, and Hagrid busts down the door, and then we end the chapter there, not knowing who he is, why he's there, and all this kind of mumbo-jumbo. So, gonna have to tune into the next episode so we can dive a little deeper into it and see if there's anything we can take from that chapter and apply it to the entire series, which I think is a fun way of looking into it and rereading. So I'll see you guys next time, and I hope you enjoyed.